the catch. Touchdown, Corey Rucker. Corey Rucker with his second touchdown here in the first 10 minutes. Help us lock the ball. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Kay Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in. It's a Wednesday, September 1st, 2021 edition of The Setup. Cade Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here. 95.3, 96.9 FM, The Ticket, 970 AM, KNEA, 953theticket.com. Through the TuneIn app by searching for KNEA, where you can listen to us. Also on social media, Facebook.com slash 953theticket and Twitter at 953theTickets. Uh, a lot to get into in the show today. Uh, we're going to uh, talk some college football to lead off the show. Uh, we'll... There's an announcement that just came out from the Grizzlies a few minutes ago that we're going to get to to lead off the show as well. Uh, we'll have some A-State UCA talk later on in the program, and uh, we'll have a guest on the phone lines at 2.30, but we'll tell you all about that and more after Andrew gets us caught up with the headlines. Today's headlines brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Live with the Red Wolves is set for its season premiere tonight with head coach Butch Jones. The, pr- the program will be held each Wednesday night at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive from 7 to 8 p.m. Fans will be able to ask questions and interact with Coach Jones as well as a weekly player guest. The broadcast will air on 107.9 KFIN and the KFIN app. In University of Arkansas news, the men's and women's non-conference basketball schedules have been released. Both schedules feature several in-state rivalries. The men's team tips off their season on November 9th against Mercer and will play in the Hall of Fame Classic a few weeks later. Both Central Arkansas and Little Rock are on their schedule as well. The women's team will play every Division I team in the state, including Arkansas State in Jonesboro on November 19th. Their season tip-off is November 9th against Tarleton State. Moving on to the Cardinals, due to the weather and the current hurricane and everything, uh, the Cardinals and Reds game was postponed last night. The Cardinals will instead have a doubleheader today. The first game started at 12:10, and currently it is five to four Cardinals at the top of the sixth, and they will have another game today at 5:40 p.m. And you can catch both of those on 95.9 The Wolf. Moving on to some NFL news, New York Giants have announced that they are going to retire Michael Strahan's jersey number 92. Strahan was a seven-time Pro Bowler, one-time Defensive Player of the Year, and won a Super Bowl with the Giants in 2008. He is currently a co-host on the show Good Morning America, and Strahan's ceremony will take place November 28th when the Giants host longtime rival the Philadelphia Eagles at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I thought his I thought his jersey was already retired. I didn't know it hadn't been retired yet. Yeah, so. I figured it probably was too. Yeah, good for him. But uh, that's been your headlines brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. All right, thank you, Andrew. Uh, all right, so a few things. Uh, 
a couple of things from a programming note and then a thing uh, that just came out from the Grizzlies uh, about an hour or so ago today. Uh, Live with the Red Wolves does kick off tonight at Lost Pizza uh, from 7 to 8 over on 107.9 K-Fine and the K-Fine app. Andre Harris will be the player guest, so a chance to hear from Coach Butch Jones along with Andre Harris tonight. Again, that's live with the Red Wolves coming up 7-8 to eight tonight over on 107.9 K-Fine. Uh, a couple of notes on the high school scene that will interrupt our coverage of high school football on Friday night across the EAB Sports Network. Uh, Nettleton and Pocahontas. Uh, we talked to mentioned it a little bit yesterday, but uh, that game has been postponed to week three. So uh, no Nettleton Bocahannas on Friday night. Valley View and Gosnell has been uh, postponed as well. So uh, as of now, the only two games on the EAB Sports Network airwaves Friday will be Brooklyn and Jonesboro, although Valley View is working potentially to find a replacement game on Friday night. Uh, coming out from the Grizzlies about an hour or so ago, uh, when the core four broke up, they made an announcement that all four of their jerseys would be retired. That's Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, uh, Marcus Saul, and Mike Conley. Uh, the first of those two jerseys will be retired next year. Uh, Tony Allen announced today that uh, his jersey will be retired on Friday, January 28th, when the Grizzlies host former uh, Grizz point guard Mike Conley and the Utah Jazz. And then Zach Randolph's jersey, number 50, will be retired on Saturday, December 11th, against the Houston Rockets. So, a uh, couple of jersey retirements coming up for the Grizzlies this season. Uh, as always, you can catch uh, their broadcast right here on 95.3 The Ticket. But uh, a couple of uh, jersey retirements coming up for that core four this season for the Memphis Grizzlies. The team just put out about an hour or so ago. All right, so... Uh, we're going to be joined at 12.30 or 2.30 today by Philip Butterfield, former A-State quarterback, current analyst on the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network. Uh, he's going to get a set for uh, what well, his debut in the booth on Saturday and that A-State-UCA game at 6 o'clock from Centennial Bank Stadium on Saturday. We'll talk with him at 2.30. Uh, we're going to continue. We've kind of gone over some of the unit previews this week. Uh, Monday, we looked at the UCA offense. Uh, Tuesday, yesterday, it was the A-State offense. So today, uh, going to take a look at the UCA defense. Tomorrow, we'll look at the A-State defense. Uh, and then Friday, we'll get into some game predictions. But that's coming up in the final segment of the program today. Uh, we'll check in on the Cardinals in segment two. Uh, and kind of update on some MLB. We'll look at the latest in the Bishop Sycamore saga and much more. But we'll kind of continue, and this wasn't planned. This is just kind of how it went. We'll kind of continue some of the conversation that went on in the Workday Red Zone today uh, because, because the question of the day there was, what's the college football matchup you're most looking forward to this weekend? Uh but we're kind of going to go at it from a midweek angle because obviously we'll have Lane Whitman, the Railbird, on on Friday, and that'll give us a chance to really uh, talk about those Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games. But it starts tonight. The 
first college football game of week one is tonight at 6.30 on ESPN between UAB and Jacksonville State. So, uh, we're going to look at some of the midweek games that are intriguing in uh, college football. There's a lot of group of five ties in the midweek slate. Uh, a Sunbelt tie in the midweek slate that is interesting. First off, tomorrow night, uh, I think the most interesting game up until Saturday is Boise at UCF. Two of the best mid-major programs over the last 10 years. Uh, UCF's a five-and-a-half-point favorite on their home field. Uh, I think Terry Mahajer, the UCF AD, now UCF AD, put out a couple of weeks ago that 98% of the UCF stadium was sold out via season ticket sales this year. I so those fans go crazy for that team. The bounce house will be rocking. <laughs> It'll be two of the best group of five mid-major programs. Or I guess group of five is the correct wording over the last 10 years in Boise and UCF. It'll be on ESPN tomorrow night. It's going to kick off the coverage tomorrow night uh, over on ESPN. So that is going to be... Not only do I think it's the best midweek matchup, I think it has potential to be the best matchup of this week one period. I agree. Boise I think it's and UCF. Be a good game, yeah. Uh, so th- that'll be interesting. Obviously, some changes in the off season at UCF. A new head coach, a new athletics director. So it'll be interesting to see what they look like tomorrow night. We talked about it too. Uh, another interesting game that comes up this week in the midweek slate is, is tomorrow night, and it's Ohio State Minnesota. And I think it's interesting simply because Minnesota's not bad and Ohio State is a quarterback room full of, like, strictly freshmen. Yeah, we talked about it past couple weeks. But, yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup, to say the least. It's definitely a tough first opponent for the Buckeyes. I mean, this Minnesota team is not a bad team yeah. in any in any way. So Yeah. I, I think that one will be on the back burner to Boise and UCF tomorrow night, but still going to – try and keep up with that as much as possible I think, because I think those are the two best games yeah I mean week, yeah Ohio State is a two touchdown favorite I, I think they're going to win the game I think it's going to be close because freshman quarterback making his first start on the road in a place that is probably going to be sold out if not close to it yeah that's eh, that's tough I mean that and let's not forget they have Trey Sermon in the backfield so yes I mean, they could just give it to him if the quarterback situation doesn't work. Yes. Uh, Also, uh, tomorrow night, uh, you're going to have East Carolina and App State. It's a neutral site game. Uh, They're playing it in Charlotte. And, I mean, potentially kind of a statement game a little bit for Appalachian State. I mean, obviously last year, you know, Coastal kind of overtook them in the East Division. It had We'd been used to seeing the – Lafayette, App State, Sunbelt Conference championship game. And that, obviously, the championship game wasn't played last year, but that changed because App State finished second in the East last year behind Coastal. Right. And I don't know that Eastern East Carolina is particularly good. They had a lose, they've had a losing record in each of the last three seasons. Uh, it's a neutral site game. It's in Charlotte. It's on national TV. And I think it's I think it's a good barometer maybe of kind of where App is at to to start the season because on paper like they should win this game going away. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely going to set the tone for the rest of the season if it's going to be a lot like last season where they finish second or maybe even contend for first. But 
Um, if they lose this game to this Eastern Carolina team, I just don't see them having a good season personally because yeah. Eastern Carolina has just been just not been relevant for so long. So yeah, it, it's kind of like, obviously the the coastal game tomorrow night is against the Citadel. Like they they are going to win that game, but yeah. it it is interesting to see if and I don't you're not going to get much you're going to get more from App than you are coastal tomorrow night. But it's yeah. going to be interesting to see if their offense is still as dominant as it was last year. I agree. And I don't think it's a good barometer. If they score 60 points, I don't think it's a great barometer. But if they only score like 14, 21 points, then it becomes like, oh, okay. But So those are the two uh, Sunbelt games tomorrow. App State and East Carol- Eastern Carolina uh, over on ESPNU at 630. Uh, and then the Citadel and Coastal Carolina on ESPN Plus at uh, 6 o'clock tomorrow. Uh the other one that's interesting in the midweek slate, and again, I think it kind of falls under the boys of UCF could be the best game of the weekend, is UNC at Virginia Tech. The only reason I'm really interested in that is because like UNC has been this, Mac Brown is there, and it's like, all right, they're this dark horse college football playoff team potentially this year. They're top ten in the country. Virginia Tech is uh, not ranked. And North Carolina is only a five and a half point favorite, so it's like it's one of those. It's like, all right, does Vegas know something we don't? Is yeah. North Carolina overhyped? Is Virginia Tech underrated? Is it the is it the uh, home field advantage of playing in Blacksburg for the first time in two years? You're going to have 100 percent capacity. Like that one's interesting because that's one of the things that just kind of jumped out. It's like, oh, North Carolina is probably a two touchdown favorite no i think i think their reasoning was virginia tech is that team every year that is just such a wild card you never know if they're going to be really good or if they're going to have struggle but they always have these games where they beat like unc when they're ranked or they beat someone that's really good every year but um this unc team is pretty stacked honestly they have the grad transfer and ty chandler too from tennessee so they they have a lot of pieces and to see them ranked as high as they were, I was a bit shocked, but not surprised at the same time. So this will, I'd say that's the third best game behind UCF Boise and uh, Ohio State Minnesota. Yeah, uh, the other one will kind of South Dakota at Kansas is very interesting. Like Kansas is not beating Coastal Carolina. No, there's no way they don't really have any other winnable non-conference games. Uh, I mean, they're at Duke, and I don't think that's a winnable game. And you play Coastal Carolina. You're not beating Coastal. Mm -hmm. Kansas at South Dakota is very interesting because if Kansas loses this game, they're going 0-12. Yeah, 100%. And South Dakota's like, I don't think they're going to. South Dakota's not very good. But it is interesting from that storyline of if South Dakota upsets them, Oh, that's just embarrassing. (laughs) 0-12. 0-12. All right. Uh, so those are some midweek games that are definitely interesting. Uh, we do have a midweek game tonight. Uh, it's UAB and Jacksonville State at 6.30 over on ESPN from Montgomery in the Crampton Bowl, which Crampton State Bowl. fans are familiar with. Uh, so that's tonight at 6.30. Uh, we'll come back. We'll touch a little bit on uh, the A-State-UCA game uh, this weekend. We'll check it on the Cardinals. And we promised yesterday we would get to the Bishop Sycamore ever 
never-ending saga. So we're going to get to that in the next segment. Uh, Philip Butterfield joins us here in about 15 minutes. But right now, we'll hit our first time out of the program and come back after this on The Ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. Stick around. More of the setup is coming up next on The Ticket. Patrick going deep, right side, looking for Green. He's open, caught. Touchdown, Dahoo Green from 49 yards out. The Butch Jones era begins this Saturday as the Red Wolves open the season at home against the Bears of UCA. And once again this year, your flagship home for A-State football is 107.9 K-5. Coverage from Centennial Bank Stadium begins Saturday at 4 with the Mid-South 4 Dealers Tailgate Show. That's followed by the Centennial Bank pregame show at 5 and kickoff at 6. And stay tuned after the game for Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group. Live from the Embassy Suites Jonesboro. A-State football is sponsored in part by Hytrol, Vision Care Center, First Security Bank, Hilltop Family Dentistry, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Elite Eye Care, Hijinx, Arkansas State University, Max Prairie Wings, NEA Golf Cars, Mr. T's, and Renner Communications. I just want to say thank you to all of our customers for all that you do for us at Glen Sign. Thank you for your business, sending us customers, and your friendship. All of our Glen Sane families want to say thank you and will always be there for you, sales and service. We realize that you have a choice of dealerships, but no one appreciates your business like we do, and we have since 1954. Glen Sane, and God bless our troops. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. What's your favorite place in the natural state? Show us. Enter Farmers and Merchants Bank's My Favorite Place in the Natural State Photo Contest, and you could win one of three big gift baskets packed full of Arkansas-made products. Enter through midnight September 19th at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Enter the My Favorite Place in the Natural State Photo Contest with three gift baskets awarded full of great products made in Arkansas. Brought to you by 95.3 The Ticket and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back to this Wednesday setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you. A uh, couple of A-State things uh, to mention. This came out yesterday, but uh, Sunday's women's soccer game against Kansas uh, originally scheduled for uh, 1 o'clock will begin at noon. And just coming out from the A-State baseball program, 10 players uh, 
A-State completes the 2022 roster with 10 summer additions. Uh, that's up at astateredwolves.com on the baseball tab. Uh, Jonathan Baldelli, a right-handed pitcher out of Bartlett High School, and Christian Brothers Austin Brock, a left-handed pitcher out of Zenith Hornersville High School and Three Rivers College, uh, Mickey Cohn out of Sierra College, a pitcher and slash first baseman, Jacob Frederick, a pitcher out of Sierra College and Sacramento, California, Tristan Jamison out of Nashville, Arkansas and National Park College, Justin Medlin out of Ripley, Mississippi and previously at Middle Tennessee State, uh, Trishan Pascal, a pitcher out of Harbor or Springdale, Arkansas and Crowder College, uh, Casson Tollett, who we heard about earlier in the spring, was previously at Arkansas, went to Little Rock Christian Academy, uh, so from the Little Rock area. Cooper Trimble, the catcher and outfielder out of Lakeland, Tennessee, and Volunteer State Community College, and Kevin Wiseman, a pitcher out of Wagner, round out the summer editions for A-State baseball. So you uh, can find that at astateredwolves.com under the baseball tab, and that is the latest there from A-State. All right, uh, we'll check in on the Cardinals. Big win last night for the St. Louis Cardinals as they now they entered play today only two and a half back of the Reds and the Padres who are both tied in that second wild card spot. Currently up 5-4, to four, runners on first and second in the top of the seventh inning with two outs in a game you can hear over on 95-9. The Wolf, uh, both the Cardinals and Reds have been scoreless in the fifth and sixth innings, but the Cardinals, a runner on scoring position uh, on second base in the top of the seventh, up 5-4 to four on the Reds. This is a big game. It is. It, well, and... If you split today, I mean, it kind of is what it is. You're going to be two and a half back. But if you can sweep today, then you're potentially a half game back of the second wild card spot. Which is huge. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, split splitting kind of keeps you where you're at. But if you can take both today, then you look really good in the wild card spot. Granted, you still have the hardest schedule probably left in – among the NL wildcard teams, but mm-hmm. you're, I mean, you're right there if you win today. All right. We're going to dedicate a little bit of time to this because it is an interesting story and it has been going on and it seems like it's never ending with the new Bishop Sycamore controversy. I don't know if you call it a controversy. I mean, it is a controversy, but. I don't know. So we brought this up on Monday's program. We didn't have time to get into it yesterday. But since then, they have fired their coach, Roy Johnson, which I didn't even think it was a real program, so I don't know how you fire your coach in the first place. But that came (laughs) out yesterday, that they fired him. It also came out that he had an arrest warrant yesterday. Yep, saw that. And it just continues to be just absolutely insane. Oh, and also that most of the kids playing were JUCO dropouts. Yes. Like 20 years old, which is just 
all types of illegal. And on top of that, there's a video on Twitter circling around of their quarterback last year who went viral because he was destroying these kids on this play and everyone's retweeting it going, Oh, it's because he's a grown man. <laughs> like they're, they're like, it's making sense now because he was like stiff arming kids into the ground, like juking everyone. And they still lost by like 50 points. But, um, everyone thought it was crazy because they thought it was a high schooler. <laughs> it turns out it's like a Juco dropout. That's like 22. So, Yeah. Uh, they've Very since ugly. lost. They've now lost four opponents that were on their schedule. Four opponents have dropped them in the wake of this controversy. And Good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like it, it came out like Bishop Sycamore was not listed as a charter school for the 2021-2022 season by the Ohio Department of Education. It was listed as a non-charter, non-tax supported school. Uh, <laughs> And it, it's you don't have an exact address to the school. It's online only. Just and all, it just all kinds of red flags. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it just like the more that comes out, the more it's like, all right. How was there not anybody at ESPN that was like, hey, uh, maybe we're getting scammed here? Well, just appar- maybe. Apparently, it was through an agency that then contacted ESPN. So Sycamore View went to an agency, and the agency contacted ESPN. But either way, that's on not only ESPN for triple-checking, but the agency for not double-checking. I don't know how you get a client like that and book ESPN and don't check that. Well, and then on the other side, it's like, all right, if you're Bishop Sycamore and you know like what you are doing is illegal, you're using JUCO, like JUCO dropouts, 20 20- one 22-year-olds probably on the roster. And still losing. Still losing. <laughs> Which is just embarrassing. Your your coach has an arrest warrant. You have all these things going against you. Why do you want to play on national TV? It's for the spotlight. <laughs> I mean, I guess ego is... Ego gets the best of you, yeah. That's, but <sighs> that's my biggest question out of all this thing. Like, if you're Bishop Sycamore, why are you wanting this national TV spotlight? Just, if you aren't on ESPN on Sunday, nobody's talking about you right now. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess is what yeah, – if you want got, people to talk about you, you you did the job. They got what they all, wanted. I, you know, as the old saying goes, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> so if you if you invest in that statement, then Bishop Sycamore did the job. Oh, my God. I just can't believe but it just this like, is happening. It's, it seems like Monday and Tuesday, just like every hour on the hour, they just kept being more stuffed, added and added and added and added and added. It's it's wild. It. It just blows I my think mind it, that this even happened. I think it is maybe just the wildest and craziest sports story since the Manti Teo incident. Because yeah, like it just I, yeah. it just came out of left field and you don't really know what to make of it or how it happened or what the ramifications are going to be. But I just for a school that like technically doesn't exist to fire their head coach is absurd. Hilarious to me. Did you see the tweet? Speaking of Manti Teo, where it was the picture of him. Yes, and- <laughs> yes I did. So uh, so if there's any more on the Bishop Sycamore saga, we'll update you throughout the week. But that's the latest. Four opponents have dropped them. They have fired their head coach um, and apparently are under investigation by the state. Like, even the governor of Ohio put out a tweet about this. That's how crazy and blown up. Yeah, that's guy. how relevant it is, yeah. yeah. Hey, they succeeded. 
I guess. <laughs> all right. Uh, final 30 minutes of the program. It's going to be all A-State. Just going to go ahead and warn you. Philip Butterfield, uh, the EAB Red Wolf Sports Network, uh, joins us next. Uh, we'll look at uh, some – we'll continue on on our unit previews uh, with UCA defense, talk some more A-State as the setup rolls on. After this on the ticket. Kara's icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. The setup continues right after this on The Ticket. Bear Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram is having its Labor Day sales event going on now. You don't have to pay over MSRP at Baird. Baird has new Dodge Chrysler Jeep Rams ready for delivery. And yes, receive a two-night getaway to the Lake Norfolk Cam with your new ride. Baird has the all-new Grand Cherokee L third row in stock, but they are selling fast. So hurry in today and drive the all-new Grand Cherokee L. Also, take advantage of select new Dodge Chrysler Jeep Rams. They have 0% for 72 months. Baird will buy your trade even if you don't buy ours. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no. No problem, no problem. Beard has banks with millions of dollars waiting to loan you. Or into one of our Baird locations near you during our Labor Day sales event going on now. And take advantage of the hottest deals of the year and a two-night getaway. Check out our low prices online at buybeard.com or stop by any one of our great locations near you. In Arkansas, Paragol, Blyville, West Memphis, in Missouri, Kennett, West Plains, Dexter, and Malden. Don't get a bad deal. Get a Beard deal. Because why pay more? See for details. and our trained eyewear specialist will style you with the perfect glasses for you. Selection isn't a problem at LensMasters. We have the largest eyewear showroom with the top brands. Come see us today and let our trained stylist and licensed opticians help you with the style perfect for you. Our on-site lab makes your prescription lenses in just one hour. LensMasters, 320 South Church Street, downtown Jonesboro. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. It's the quickest hour in sports talk. Now it's fast. Now back to the setup on the ticket. All right, welcome back here on a Wednesday setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you. Hey, we are just over 72 hours away from the first 
A-State football game of the season where Butch Jones will make his coaching debut at A-State and also where our next guest, Philip Butterfield, will make his debut as the color analyst on the EAB Sports Network over on 107.9 K-Fine. Philip, how are you this afternoon? Hey, good afternoon, Kate. Doing great. How about yourself? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Just excited for football season to get underway, as I'm sure you are. Obviously, a new role for you uh, being a color analyst for A-State this year. How excited are you to get the season started here in about three days or so? Football is in the air. I know uh, here in Little Rock and Jonesboro, everybody's thinking the same thing. Getting excited for Saturday, uh, I don't think it can come, it can come soon enough. <laughs> any any nervous energy or just pure excitement on your end? A little nervous, but at okay. the same time, I, I'll, I'll be around uh, some vets uh, with with Matt and Brad, and and obviously talking football, it kind of comes second nature to me. So I, I'm definitely excited about it. A little nervous, but I'm ready. All right, well, we'll talk some football here, and uh, we'll keep it mostly on the A-State front. Uh, the depth chart was released yesterday at uh, Butch Jones' weekly press conference. Obviously, biggest question is still quarterback. I know you've been around at some of the fall practices uh, you know, throughout the summer, throughout uh, you know, this week leading up to the game. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but we do know both of these guys have shown a lot throughout fall camp what do both of them bring to the table at that quarterback position in your eyes well coming from that there hasn't been an official decision made competitive nature uh, competitiveness from both of them is uh, absolutely a trait that uh, I think signifies that that neither one of them are are wanting to be the the second guy on, on the depth chart so I think both of them bring a lot of talent bring experience um, but whoever gets into the game, whether it's one or just two, um, I think will be in good hands. Standing next to them in the backfield is going to be whoever it is, is Marcel Murray. And I think a lot of people were, were optimistic yesterday, not only because he was named the starting running back, but because you know he was listed as that kick returner, which means obviously that he's – healthier than he's been in years past what have you kind of seen out of him and what do you expect from him on Saturday you know dealing with injuries uh it it is it can take some time to come back from but I think everybody can see that he looks like his old self and I I know he's ready to get back on track and have another great season and he's one of four running backs on this roster obviously Lincoln Perry is the second running back but you know there's two or three other guys that are going to contribute at that running back position and that's going to be maybe one of the deepest positions on offense this year is that running back position no you're spot on it they actually all got good reps uh, throughout all the practices and scrimmages that I went to they all bring some uh, season carries uh, from from what they've done before and then I think they all bring a little something of their own that uh, makes them stand out. But uh, I think you're exactly right. The depth of the running back position is going to be a, an advantage for us this year. Joined by Philip Butterfield of the EAB at Red Wolf Sports Network. And we'll stick on offense here. And obviously, you know, the talk has been about the quarterbacks. It's been about Marcel Murray. And it hasn't been as much about the receivers maybe in years past. 
Uh, and it seems like maybe this is a unit that people are kind of sleeping on a little bit. But, you know, there's three, four guys in this unit that have a chance to make big plays week in and week out. What are your overall takeaways from the receiving unit and what we saw as the ones listed on the depth chart yesterday? You know, in years past, we've typically had one or two guys that have really stood out. But I think you're right in that we have a lot of depth at the wide receiver position as well, a lot of talent across the board, guys that know how to get open and a system that's going to put them in the right place. So I think what we talked about before with the running back position, there's a lot of depth, but I think the depth at the wide receiver position is just as good. Obviously, you know, Corey Rucker is a name that a lot of people remember as a wide receiver. He had the 300-plus yard game against ULM, and I think he's kind of looked at as maybe being the top guy this year. What have you seen out of him so far leading up to this season? You know, I, I think he's looked great. Um, uh, I think him and Foreman and Tavalon Hunt, uh, I think all of them are, are kind of what they've shown on the depth chart uh, up there. Um, but I think all of them bring uh, a lot of great talent, great speed, and uh, they know the system well after being in it for a little while now. We'll kind of go to the defensive side here a little bit for A-State. As uh, You know, obviously that was a unit that had its struggles last year, but I think there was a lot of excitement about the defensive front, especially uh, led by Kyvon Bennett. How much of an impact player difference maker do you think Kyvon Bennett is going to be from opening kickoff Saturday? Uh, well, from not only the experience that he's had at Tennessee, but what we've seen on the field, he is a difference maker. I, I kind of compare him to Chase Young of the Washington football team, just the the havoc that he causes uh, on the de- defensive line. But, but it's not only him. I, I think what we've got with Terry Hampton, Vidal Scott, the others on the D-line, there's a lot of depth there and uh, guys that are wanting to get back and disrupt the quarterback, I think they're going to do a great job come Saturday and the rest of the season. What do you see out of the linebacking, safeties, quarterbacks, and kind of those back guys? Obviously, there's a lot of expectations for the defensive line, but you know, I think there's maybe just a little bit of unknown in the linebacking, safeties, cornerback crew. It is, and, and you're going to see some new faces, but you'll see some old faces as well. Um, switchers coming down, uh, what you may have seen on the depth chart, uh, to play that outside linebacker position, Bonner and, and Dane Motley. And, and I think all of them bring uh, a, a lot of tenacity at the linebacker position, and, and they're really starting to get comfortable with Coach Harley's uh, philosophy and, and Coach Jones' mentality. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see some hard-hitting, flying-around linebackers uh, come Saturday. Talking with Philip Butterfield, the – a-State EAB Red Wolves Sports Network color analyst for football broadcast. Just a couple more things uh, before we let you go. And we'll kind of mention UCA. This is a team that it returns a lot, both offensively and defensively, from you know a team that we saw just last year inside Centennial Bank Stadium. What do you kind of make of this UCA bunch as a whole? You know, to, to go along with your point, they, they bring a lot of knowns and that they are bringing back a lot of uh, people, whether it's their quarterback, whether it's those two standout wide receivers. They've got a pretty decent defensive line. Um, so there's a lot of knowns there. And and I think with ASU, there's a lot of unknowns. Even though that the depth chart has come out, I think that Coach Jones um, and the rest of the staff have been keeping a lot of uh, closed mouth around the team just because I think we're, we're going to come out and surprise some people and use that unknown to our advantage. 
yeah, there is a little bit of unknown around, actually a lot of bit of unknown around A-State. Most of that will still be unknown until after the game on Saturday. All right, one thing before we let you get out of here. If I tell you right now on Wednesday, what is one thing you hope to see out of A-State once the game has gone final on Saturday outside of a win? Well, I mean, a couple of keys to the game are going to be to establish our identity. Obviously, this is going to be the first game that a lot of these guys are, are playing together and playing for SU. I know the 50-plus the new team members are, are is kind of big one of the been one of the big stories but also protect the football if, if you look back at the past couple matchups 2016 and 2020 the team that's won the turnover battle has won the game and so yeah. i think protecting the football and creating turnovers on the defensive side it's, it's going to be vital to the success of the game they're not going to be a cupcake team um even though they are at the fcs level they're predicted to be uh, a very high contender uh, for the FCS playoffs. So I think we're we're going to have a, a pretty decent competition come Saturday. But I think if you stick to the basics, protect the football, establish our identity early on, we'll be good to go. Philip Butterfield, the color analyst on the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network, joining us here. Philip, thanks for the time, and uh, can't wait to hear you on the radio over on 107.9 K-Fine on uh, Saturday night. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Cade. That's Philip Butterfield with us here on the program today. We'll step aside, we'll come back, and uh, we'll dive into our third of five days on the unit previews and look at that UCA defense next after this on the ticket. Our advice? Just take the over. More of the setup is coming up next on the ticket. Most livestock prices still on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB Market Countdown. September corn at 515 and a half, down 18 and a half. With December corn at 522 and three quarters, down 11 and a half. September soybeans at 1277 and three quarters, down 21. November soybeans at 1277 and three quarters, down 14 and three quarters. September wheat at 701, down five and three quarters. With December wheat at 714 and a quarter, down eight. October cotton at 94.15, up 24. December cotton at 92.30, down 23. September rice at 12.97 and a half, down 15 and a half cents. November rice at 13.24, down 14 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle at 127.57 and a half, up 67 and a half. December live cattle at 133.60, up 12 and a half. September feeder cattle at 162.92 and a half, down 7 and a half. With October feeder cattle at 168.05, up 30. October lane hogs at 90.15, up 135. December hogs at 82.47 seven and a half of 52 and a half that's your eab market countdown and i'm scotty woodson have a great day if you came across someone struggling with hunger how would you recognize them by their clothes their age the way they speak would you notice an eight-year-old girl who's not excited for summer break because she may not be having lunch again until september or a single father of two who works three part-time jobs and still can't put enough food on the table Or maybe a mother who cleans offices at night, hoping to find meeting leftovers to take home to her hungry family. Or a war veteran who's having a hard time landing landing a job and getting back on his feet. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. 
brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson, inviting you to join me tomorrow for another big live broadcast at VP Power Wash and Southern Chef, 2305 South Caraway in Jonesboro. VP Power Wash is the science of clean for your car. Be sure to join us tomorrow from 11 to 1, where you'll get the first month of an unlimited monthly wash package for $1.25 a gallon off a tank of gas. That's right, unlimited washes for one month for a dollar and 25 cents a gallon off a tank of gas. VP Power Wash, 2305 South Caraway in Jonesboro. We'll see you there 11 to 1 tomorrow. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. Timeout's over, and we're going to a full court press. Now let's get back to the setup on the ticket. All right, welcome back. Here on a Wednesday setup, Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you. Here on 95.3, The Ticket, 970 AM, KNEA. About 10 minutes or so to go in the program today. Appreciate uh, Philip Butterfield for hopping on the phone lines with us. Uh, our second chance uh, to catch up with him. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to kind of get both angles on this A-State-UCA matchup. Kind of killed two birds with one stone as Mitchell Gladstone of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette uh, will join us. So uh, he'll be able to go in depth on kind of both teams tomorrow. So he'll join us at 2.30 uh, tomorrow as we continue uh, to get set for Saturday night at Centennial Bank Stadium at 6 o'clock for A-State and UCA. All right, so what we've done in the final segment of the program this week uh, is kind of dive into some unit previews went over the uca offense on monday uh hit on the a-state offense yesterday uh today we're going to look at the uca defense and tomorrow it'll be the a-state defense so uh if you missed any of those uh, they're all available on soundcloud.com slash 95.3 the ticket all right so it this is a very interesting matchup for a lot of things a-state and uca uh, obviously a lot of people, when A-State-UCA is still mentioned, you think about the 2016 game. That comes up every time this game is – that that will come up every time this game is played from now until eternity. Yeah, till the end of time. Yes. Uh, but, like, here's the thing. Like, A-State and UCA, for the most part, always have somewhat competitive games. Last year, A-State won by three touchdowns. But, I, I mean, it was still a competitive game for the most part. Right. I mean, I mean UCA, is, UCA is one of the best FCS programs around. I mean, on paper, and as we've been going over their team, I mean, they just look impressive. Yes. I mean, they, they're every year they're a team that's kind of coming out the gate swinging and playing everybody as hard as they can. So, And, and one of the most interesting angles of this game Saturday is it's kind of the – Unknown versus the known. 
Uh, like, we may know more about UCA than we know about A-State, even as, like, A-State fans. Because if, well, you were, yeah. if you were at the game last year, guess what? Good chance everyone you remember on the UCA team making plays, they're back. <laughs> Very good chance. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been saying it all uh, all week. This Just this Arkansas State team is so new. And yes. like we said, UCA returned a lot of their big key pieces so, like Cade said, if you went, you definitely remember most of the team. <laughs> yes. I think the most interesting matchup on Saturday, and we could talk about the whole quarterback contra- quarterback battle. We could talk about the running game and how it will look. I think the most interesting and maybe the biggest key matchup on Saturday in the A-State-UCA game is the A-State offensive line versus the UCA defensive line. This defensive line uh, – just looks monstrous. They do. Very experienced defensive front. Uh, and obviously, A-State has some experience coming back on the offensive line. And the expectation is to be good up front. But UCA returns everyone from their defensive line from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they return a guy in J.W. Jones who made all Southland, the All-Southland fall team last year with 35 tackles, nearly seven tackles for loss. Three and a half sacks, a forced fumble. This will be his third year starting. Thirty-five tackles. That's just crazy for for a defensive end. Yes, that's nuts. In a nine-game fall season, uh, oh a Javius Brown at nose guard. His fifth year on the defensive line. Twenty-one tackles, ten solo, five and a half for loss, and a forced fumble last year. I said they're monsters. I was not lying. I mean, thirty tackles or uh, twenty-one tackles too is impressive. Yes, I mean. Caden Brown at defensive tackle, uh, his third year on the defensive line rotation. 30 tackles in nine games played last year. Uh, Forced fumble, 14 solo tackles. He made at least two tackles in eight out of nine games played last year. Third year on the defensive line. Logan Jessup, the sophomore defensive end, is preseason All-Atlantic Sun Conference. 37 tackles in eight games played last year and 22 solo. He led the team in tackles for loss with 11 tackles for loss last year, including six and a half sacks. He was a half a tackle away from tying the school record for tackles for loss in a single game against Missouri State last year. And, oh, by the way, he was also fourth in the South line in tackles for loss a year ago. my God. This defensive line is insane. So if I'm a state – and I have this quarterback issue that I'm, I haven't figured out yet. This is a nightmare for a first matchup. It is. Especially with James Blackman, who's new to this conference, and Hatcher's returning, but it's it's not a good look. So this offensive line for A-State needs to do their job for sure. It's Is it the best defensive line you're going to play all year? No. No. I mean, you still have Washington to play. You still have Memphis. You still have Tulsa. You still have the Sun Belt. It, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably – going to be in the bottom four yeah. defensive lines you play all year. But in terms of a returning starter and experience on the defensive line, it might be number one in terms yeah. of teams you play this year. Like, there is a lot of experience on that UCA defensive line. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, just the first game when you're feeling out this offense still, it's a tough opponent for sure. It is. It is. So, I, I, again, I think the I think the matchup up front 
And, and you can make the argument for this in every college football game ever. I know it's cliche, but the matchup up front is the most compelling matchup to me on Saturday, just because of the amount of experience that UCA has returning up front. Yeah, I agree. And so, uh, really excited to get more. You know, we mentioned Mitchell Gladstone going to be on the program tomorrow. Obviously, he kind of double dips doing A State and UCA coverage. So, really excited to get more on him on this uh, defensive line that I know a lot of people are uh, high on uh, for UCA. So, uh, all right. So, there's their defensive line. Yeah, that's probably the best part of their defense. But it's not like that's the only thing they have returning from a year ago. You start two juniors at linebacker and a sophomore. Both of those juniors played last year. Uh, DeAndre Lamont, 39 tackles as a linebacker last year with two interceptions and a forced fumble. TJ Campbell had three or more tackles in all but one game a year ago at linebacker. He had 41 tackles in total and seven for loss. So it's not like you're taking this big downgrade from defensive line to linebackers. Wow. Tell you what, I thought the UCA offense was impressive on paper. The defense is arguably more impressive. It is because it's it's one of those deals where, again, like I said, if you went to the A-State-UCA game last year, you probably know more about UCA than A-State because they return literally everyone. There aren't many people that played in that A-State game last year that aren't returning for UCA. I'm interested to see this team in action because if they produce everything that is on paper from last year, it's a solid team. Yes. You go to the safeties and you see, all right, it's a freshman and a sophomore starting. So you have a freshman making his first career start at A-State. All right, feel good about that. On paper, you have a sophomore. So all right, I feel good about that. Except for the sophomores, Cameron Godfrey is a preseason all a son pick. He had 51 tackles to lead the team as a freshman last year, including two interceptions and a fumble recovery, and recorded nine tackles in two different games a season ago. Wow. And then, obviously, one of the big storylines in this game is going to be Nathan Page. Obviously, a guy that played for two years at A-State. Uh, went to Austin P. They played a spring schedule last year. He appeared in four games there uh, and I think wound up with 19 tackles for Austin P a year ago. So obviously that's going to be one of the more interesting storylines is to see the return of Nathan Page. And he'll probably have a chip on his shoulder returning to A-State to play on Saturday. So, uh, Oh, definitely. Well, that'll that'll be improve. interesting. But, yeah, it just going through and kind of – you see it on the depth chart, but then you add the stats and the experience and everything that – UCA has returning it's like all right yeah it's a lot to take they, in. they have a lot of <laughs> returners they have a lot of returners offensive line has their hands full so does the quarterback so does the whole offense let's just say that yeah they got their hands full so you know went through and kind of looked at that this morning and then the number one thought was all right and I again like I'm not saying this is going to be the best defense a state plays all year because it's right. not it's it's just not yeah but it could be the most returning starters you face on defense all year. The most experienced. The most experienced. Yeah, I would agree with that. Which is not an easy way to start the season when, like you mentioned, when you have a quarterback battle and new head coach, new head coach, fifty plus new players, yeah. a whole new different personnel scheme, whatever. 
pretty much everything from last year is new. But you got, the, you got the veterans versus the rookies, basically. And we talked with Philip Butterfield about this, and one of the things we mentioned was Marcel Murray. And one of the things about Marcel Murray you feel is a bright spot, and it's a very small detail, but in the grand scheme of things, I think it's a big detail, is that not only is he listed as the starting running back, he's listed as the kick returner. He's not listed as a kick returner if he's not healthy, if he's right. not fully healthy. Yeah. And he said multiple times throughout the course of this fall camp and leading up to the game this weekend that he feels better than he ever has at A-State. Wow. So, I mean, again, like, I think it goes back to that balance on offense. And, man, it would be great to have an explosive rushing attack on Saturday night. If you get Definitely. over if you get over two hundred yards rushing, it's I don't know that it's gonna be a close game. Yeah, I agree. I think two hundred might be the magic the, number. The magic number. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. All right, thanks to Bill Butterfield for joining us today. Uh we'll uh we'll be joined by Mitchell Gladstone tomorrow. So excited to get his takes on that as we continue uh to look ahead to that A State UCA game on Saturday. So, uh, thanks to Philip for joining us. Thanks to Andrew on the other side of the glass for producing the program today. The Drive with Brad Bobo is next from 3 to 6. The Front Row with Budro from 7 to 10 tomorrow. Red Wolf Roll Call with JC from 10 to 12. The Workday Red Zone from 12 to 2. Get you back to us tomorrow from 2 to 3. So, for Andrew, I'm Cade saying so long. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon.